Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. And we are not Dr. Pat today. <laughs> so we are, um, this is Susan and myself, Leon, and we are hosting this today, Dr. Pat's show for her. Um, we have a show on the second and fourth Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific called, and that's when I realized the truth and comedy of midlife. But today we are talking about New Year 2022. Have you planned a resolution for this year? Or, yes. The title of the show, New Year's Resolutions and Other Foolishness. Yes. So we want to talk today about the difference, well, what it really means to have to set new, new Year's resolutions. What's the difference between resolutions and goals? Why we you know, suck at like not being able to yeah. keep them a lot. So this was a topic we really wanted to talk about because um, like Leon said, our show is uh, about the truth and comedy of midlife. So by the time we, you know, reached our mid fifties, we thought we'd have stuff figured out sort of like new year's resolutions and we don't. So that's why we talk about it on our show. So Leon, do yes. you follow new year's resolutions? Okay, I used to, and probably like oh, five years ago, four or five years ago, I stopped. I Why? Didn't do it. Um, they, I always, I well, I, I always failed. Like, and I always thought it was me. So I, I work a lot with emotional eaters, and every like everything is like, oh, January first, we're gonna start, and you know, somewhere in November, you would start getting ads for every diet there was on January 1st, buy into this program and spend this money. And by July 8th, you're eating chocolate cake in the closet because you don't want to fail. And so it's just, I realized like, wait a minute, it's not necessarily me. And then as I started processing why I was failing, I realized it's just, it's a stupid date on the calendar. So I stopped doing it. Well, and it doesn't mean I don't, I, I have goals. So there's a, there's a difference between, for me, goals and picking a magic January 1st. Well, yeah. And the research shows that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, um, that part of the problem is that it's a date on the calendar. Mm -hmm. That if you're not really ready, um, and it's just this, we're going to start January 1st. Uh, I was curious, because um, when we started, when we were doing the prep for the show, um, I asked my husband, I'm like, what's the difference between a resolution and a goal. Mm -hmm. I wanted his opinion. Cause I mean, we've, you know, we've gotten several different options out there in the ether sphere. Um, but he said, when you resolve to do something, it's never done. 
ugh, it's just forever going. I, yeah, I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. When you resolve to do something, it's never done. You are, it's always something that you are working on. But when it's a goal, you can achieve it. What do you think about that? I'm thinking. That's, <laughs> that's pretty deep. Think about that. So I, I, yeah, I get it. So, and that kind of falls into really what we are going to be talking about, you know, in, you know how to shift the mindset from um, a goal or a resolution is that um, is the why. It's, it's to right narrow now. down the why. So for me, using the, the diet industry, why do I want to lose the weight? You know, we always say, oh, I want to be skinny or I want to fit into the jeans I wore in high school or whatever. But there's a why to it. It's an emotional mm-hmm. and it's probably the way of living or a way of life. So that would be the resolution. Well, yeah, constantly so living that state. He, the other thing he said that I thought was interesting was in, the, in his words, um, and this is, he's a very accomplished man. Like he's a, he is a very driven goal setting mm-hmm. kind of guy. Um, but he said, like, you can't achieve a resolution. There's no celebration in a resolution. Yeah. Cause it's, because ongoing. it's, because it's, because resolution, I think implies willpower that you are yeah. like it, 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 it's yes, it's about, you know, maybe breaking a habit or starting a new habit but it it implies willpower to make it happen versus if you're setting a goal, um, which then you have achievable steps, you can have baby steps to reach your, Mm -hmm. so I don't, I think, I think my biggest problem is with the word resolution. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, but I get, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not going to argue with you, Susan, on air, but now, um, <laughs> you can't. I, okay, everyone okay, turning it, turn up the dial. Here it goes. I, um, but I, I think it does take willpower to achieve a goal. Having lost 75 pounds, it took a lot of willpower to reach my goal. However, without, and now I'm like, I'm getting like, aha, the big picture here. My goal was within a resolution of living a healthier lifestyle or being more, um, more okay with who I was. But in order to get to that weight or to even feel good about who I was, I had to have the willpower to move through the steps. So I, I, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm really hanging on to, you know, your husband's definition of a resolution because I totally am buying into that but I I think it does take steps so whatever that resolution is whatever you want to change however you want to live it does take a process you just can't well I and I'm I I guess I'm not I don't disagree with what you're saying about willpower Hmm. but I think that I think the difference comes in is that and, and we're going to talk about this. And it's like you said, it's all about the why, um, mm-hmm. because there comes a point where, you know, there's the habit breaking part. Some, some studies have shown, you know, 28 days to break a habit or start a new yeah. habit or whatever. I think that's, I think the verdict's out on that. I think it's more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, that 
I think somewhere along the way, your, not your, your in general, your uh, <laughs> mind, it's the shift in the mindset of like, wow, I'm not only am I seeing results, but I feel better. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's, whether it's a, a, a choice a resolution, a goal to meditate every morning or, or evening, or to like, we have a new thing every night at eight o'clock we stretch. Yes. We're in that, <laughs> in that area of, of aging that we feel it's important to stretch every night. Um, and yes, that has also kind of fallen by the wayside during the holidays and all the kids being home. But oh, I was um, like, wait a minute, it's only day three. How have you already <laughs> failed? <laughs> no, we started it. When did we start doing that? We started doing it about a couple months ago. And my phone, I have you. A phone alarm to, uh, yeah. So every night when it's pretty much just the two of us, because our daughters really don't want to see us stretching in the family room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the thing is, you start to see results. And then when you start to see mm-hmm. results and you feel different, now it's not resolve or willpower that's driving you. It's, wow, I'm seeing a change that feels good. Because if we don't feel good about it, if we're not, if we're not getting any results, Yes. It's going to fall by the wayside. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with, you know, the whole uh, hitting the gym after the first mm-hmm. year. Do you remember how um, I don't watch that much TV? So maybe they're still doing it, but there was always the big push for the, the gym membership mm-hmm. starting out in January, get your gym membership in $25 a month or whatever. And you go the, in the January, it was, gym was always packed packed with people. You can't get in a class. You can't get on equipment. And then by February, it slows down because every, it's just, if you're, you don't see results quickly in that sort of endeavor, it takes mm-hmm. time. It takes perseverance. Um, and I think that's, I think that's the word I like better than willpower. It takes perseverance mm-hmm. uh, and commitment. Commitment that that's commitment to, to yourself regardless that you are fully worthy or worth whatever pushback you're, you're getting from yourself or from, from the outside to reach your goal or to live your resolution. There was a a couple of years back, I wrote a blog post about anti-resolutions. And I know that was Mm -hmm. sort of a trend for a while. Like, what are you not going to (laughs) do? Like, I'm not going to go on a diet and I'm not going to get a gym membership. And I'm not, so it's sort of like that, you know, drop all of the foolishness of um, trying to set these unreasonable goals because society says you should fit in this box. Um, how do you feel about that? We have oh, to break. Do you- <laughs> so I am like preaching, preaching to the choir here. Yes. I, and that's another reason, like, I always like, let's get through the holidays the holidays were always horrible, like for me emotionally, because it's like, first of all, I'm being told by social media or the commercials that I am not good enough because I don't like how I look. Therefore, something's wrong with me. So I was getting all the diet ads. While this was happening, I'm dealing with family, which is just like such a knockdown. Let's just like, that's two strikes right there. I mean, and so, oh, yeah. I, so I very quickly, like, was like, nah, we're not, I'm not buying into this. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. really quick before we do go to break on a time frame, like, cause right now it's January 1st. So like, everyone's like, Ooh, new goals. 
statistically, it, when you are young and then it kind of fades out for most people, but in your younger 20s, 30s, even 40s, or if you had children, it's not the new year that you are psychologically like geared to changing. It's the school year. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk and, about that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's your segue <laughs> next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We will talk about when, when is the right time to mm-hmm. start a new, a new goal. Um, because I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I know that I'm much more inspired in the fall. So we are talking about New Year's resolutions and quote, air quotes, other foolishness. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, and we'll be right back. Who taught you or your kids how to handle stress? That's right. No one. I'm combat veteran Deb Lewis, and I'm on a mission to change that. My new children's book, Why is Pono Not Pono Today, is set in Hawaii. Lovable characters, Pono the Bull and his friend Kuliana, show us how a stressful situation ends happily. Look closer to reveal powerful ways to handle all types of stress. Start loving your stress-filled life today. Go to mentallytoughwomen.com. Well, some of us are outwardly successful, but inwardly feel unhappy and living a life lacking in purpose and meaning. It just doesn't feel good. Well, The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer can help you discover what's important to you and how to go for it. For more information or purchase the book, go to transformationtalkradio.com or carlgreer.com. Join Jennifer Noel Taylor on the hit show, Quantum Touch Radio, supercharging your life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll take a quantum journey as well as reveal powerful yet simple steps to create more abundance, better health, emotional and mental vibrancy and happier relationships using universal quantum touch principles. For more information, visit QuantumTouch.com. Did you know that each Enneagram type has a different worldview, different patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving? They also have essential qualities that are unique to their type. Understanding this helps us develop more tolerance, respect, and appreciation for ourselves and others. Renee Siegel works with individuals, couples, families, and groups using the Enneagram to build better relationships as a tool in addiction recovery. Visit URPurePotential.com for more info. Can you truly say that you know and love yourself? Corny Cottrell is an author, speaker, and 21-year active duty master chief with the U.S. Navy, here to encourage you to take back your power and live your life with intention and purpose. Tune in to Unapologetically Favored every fourth Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Walk in your purpose. Visit unapologeticallyfavored.com to learn more about Courtney. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Susan Dolce. I'm here with my co-host, Leon Dyer. We have a show on the network called, and that's when I realized, The Truth and Comedy of Midlife. And we are very honored and privileged to be able to fill in for Dr. Pat today. And we're talking about New Year's resolutions and dot, 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 other foolishness. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that it's foolish to have goals and New Year's resolutions, but like our, there's, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Um, if you, to set yourself up to succeed versus, you know, setting up to fail. Um, and before the break, we were talking about, you know, the, the right time to start a new year's resolution. And the studies show that most people who fail 
it's because they have a, they have a, a resolution attached to January 1st on the calendar. And Leon was saying how there is a whole nother school of thought or studies done, I believe, mm-hmm. that show that especially if you have kids, as she was saying, you know, when, if you've got little kids or even high school kids, the start of the new year sort of feels like, like fall, like when they start school, that would be the time to like set in new, um, new habits, new disciplines, new goals. And, and I really align with that. I've always, I mean, that's my favorite time of the year. I, I think in some way, I always try and find a way to go back to school. <laughs> you're, you know what I mean? Whether it's yeah. school shopping for clothes or just starting a new project. Um, I just, I always but, love that. Well, and I think psychologically, we have, we have trained ourselves as the human species to start fresh, like at that time of year for us, for it was late August, early September. Um, and think about it. I mean, you, you're starting a, a new grade. You're going, it's like a fresh start kind of, you know? And so the, this new year, you're going back to the same class. You have the same teacher, the same friends, your same clothes, same winter coat. I mean, it's, it's all the same. And I think maybe as it, I asked my husband though, interesting, um, when he thinks a new, like when something new, like what, when you're starting something, when does that start? So if you're going to like, like obviously a new calendar, it's the beginning of the year. Um, for him, because of his work, it's May. It's the end of his, yeah. yeah. So in his business, every, like everything, not financially really, but like all, like the contracts close, um, mid-May. So by the end of May, they're already onto something new. Hmm. That's yeah. And, and I mean, usually you think fiscally it's like a September or an end of year or, you know, or or December 30th, 30. Yeah. 31st. How many days in September, in December, April, (laughs) anyway, anyway, so I have a question for you. They're 31. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, What were some of like, what were the critical factors for you between failing and succeeding? Like if you, when you succeeded Mm -hmm. at at something or you failed at a a goal or resolution, what was the, what was the difference between why you succeeded or why you failed? Well, okay. It is, I will use my, probably my weight loss. That was my biggest journey because it took forever. It felt like it still is. Um, It was that I had to, I felt worthy enough to do it, that it was, that it was worth doing worth that it was worth it and that I was worthy of it um however lately um the last few years I have attached myself with a word so I have um uh, last year very I don't mind telling my word was surrender which just felt really, really like that's what I needed to embrace as we were going through 2021, because, you know, there was a whole lot there. And so whenever something would rise up or whenever something would, I would be challenged with it rather than fight it. So for me, most of my goals, it's a mental thing. It's doing it or not doing it, which probably that's everyone's not, you know, I'm not isolated. So for me, it was that 
attaching a word and feeling worthy. So when I was thinking about this, I also have always, for probably the last 15, 20 years, I've kind of chosen a word. I call mm-hmm. it my sacred word. And yeah. for many years, it's been surrender. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I will ever give that up because I feel like that's, that's uh, how I survive the human condition is just mm-hmm. always surrendering to, you know, the next moment and just being open for miracles to happen and, and, you know, flowing, flowing through life as opposed to, you know, being blocked and stuck and letting people, my energy. Um, but for me personally, on the things where I've been, where I could say I was successful at it, um, I remember oh, it was five-ish years ago, uh, I wanted to run a 5K. And part of the reason I, I had that goal in place was because I was in the fits of perimenopause. <laughs> I was just, you know, so much anger and discomfort, physical discomfort, spiritual mm-hmm. discomfort, mental discomfort. I mean, it really does get you at all angles that the wonderful perimenopause and running was a way, was a physical outlet for me to burn off that energy that was felt so suffocating for me. And so it was like, well, if I'm going to run, at least I need a goal, right? <laughs> like, I just don't want to run around the park a gazillion times. I, I need to have something to look forward to. And I'd never, ever done um, a 5k. I was never a runner. One of my high school friends can attest that we would run a block and I would be, my lungs would be on fire and I'd go, go without me, go without me. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so to actually run a 5k, which is not the biggest race of all races, um, was a big deal, but it was, it, the reason I was successful at it was because like I was saying, I started to feel good. Like there was a payoff that felt good. Um, the same thing with like last year, kind of changing up my eating habits also because I was, you know, having all sorts of hormonal issues, and just said, okay, maybe it's food. Like, I'm going to start with the food thing. I'm not sleeping. I want to, I want to hurt people because I'm not sleeping. And let's just, let's see if, how it's related to diet. And um, uh, it did not help my sleep, nor did it help my hot flashes. But I did uh, um, learn a lot about my body and, and what foods uh, like you know, what foods make my body happy and what foods my body can't tolerate very well. And so eliminating some of those things, I felt a lot better. So for me, it has to be, the payoff has to be really big Mm -hmm. for me to stick to it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's a mediocre thing, I can very easily just let it go. It has, I think it has to be big. I mean, the chain, and it may not be a big change, it may just be waking up 20 minutes earlier to make a morning less stressful. It might be something as small to that as, you know, you know, changing a career. But I think you have to, Now I'm now I'm now I'm going back to okay, I don't know. <laughs> well, because here's here's the thing. Yeah. Like when I whenever I start an exercise program or anything like that, like my favorite Peloton instructor, I adore her. She says, You are bigger than a smaller pair of pants. 
And so for me, like when I say it has to be critically important to me is that it has to, uh, it has to solve something that is both physically, spiritually, and mentally taxing, like getting up. If I, if I tried two days ago to get up and start meditating in the morning, I will tell you, I would do it for a week and I would forget about it because I want my coffee more. Like, it's just, do you know what I mean? Like I would, mm-hmm. so it, it can't just, it can't just be one aspect of my life. It can't just be the spiritual aspect. Like I will probably mm-hmm. give that up. If it were just the physical aspect, I would probably give that up. If it meets all of those and as a, you know, as a whole body, then I will stick to it most of the time and actually accomplish it. And do you think working with someone else makes a difference? Oh, absolutely. Like, do, it's accountability. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, and that's, so uh, for my husband and I, we, we do a lot of our, our goals or our workouts and stuff together. Um, and I find that it's so much easier to have someone who, to go back and forth with than to try to do it on your own or try it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not have, I swear I would never reach. I mean, I've tried, I've tried to, you know, power through with things without some sort of accountability partner. Thank you, Leon Dyer for being my accountability partner and Courtney Gutman for being my trainer. Um, but yes, because I mean, but I also know that's my, that's how I roll. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, if I fail at something, I'm like, oh, I guess I failed, but I don't want to disappoint somebody else. That's just, well, that's, that's my MO. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint anybody else. I can disappoint myself all I want. Yeah. That, I mean, but that's, there you go. That's the why. Mm-hmm. Like you have to set yourself up, like what works for you? So f- for me, I mean, for me, the accountability isn't so much that I don't want to fail someone because kind of in my, like in my, you know, mind, I failed enough people. So it's just like, yeah, just get in line. But I want to, I want to be successful and I just need someone to come with me. I need a, like, I need someone to be with me. I need someone that I can, um, you know, whine to and commiserate with and support. And I need kind of like that cheerleader yet um, companion (laughs) with me to do it. But that's the, but that's excellent though, because that's the why. Why it's successful for you is you have to set it up. You have an accountability, a partner, accountability partner, and you don't want to disappoint them. So yeah. So we're going to, We're going to take another quick break. Um, When we come back, I want to talk more about why, because I think this is really important. Um, And uh, we're talking about New Year's resolutions and other foolishness. You're listening to the Dr. Pat show, and we'll be back in a little bit. Even though your home base is one Enneagram type, you have characteristics of all the types. Tune in to Enneagram Conversations with Renee Siegel the second and fourth Monday of each month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn how you can unlock your unlimited potential. Visit YouArePurePotential.com for more about Renee and her work. That's the letter U, the letter R, PurePotential.com. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? 
Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Can you truly say that you know and love yourself? Corny Cottrell is an author, speaker, and 21-year active duty master chief with the U.S. Navy, here to encourage you to take back your power and live your life with intention and purpose. Tune in to Unapologetically Favored every fourth Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Walk in your purpose. Visit unapologeticallyfavored.com to learn more about Courtney. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartineEmmons.com and make your appointment today. Hey everybody, we are back. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Susan Dolce, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Leon Dyer. We are guest hosting for Dr. Pat today, which is always fun. And we are talking about New Year's resolutions. And before the break, we were talking about um, that what's kind of critical to whether you succeed or fail at a goal or resolution is your why and like how important your why is to you. Because if it's really, if it's sort of like, yeah, I kind of want to, you know, like I I was saying, like, if I wanted to start a goal of meditating every morning, um, I know I wouldn't do it. It's like, it's not something it's my why is not big enough. Um, Maybe it will be if I get, if I'm under a lot of stress, but right now my life is pretty, pretty blessed and pretty, pretty easygoing. But I was getting in a, not an argument. My daughter was, um, kept asking me like, why are you, you know, you, this, you've got this whole workout thing and now you're, you know, you're not eating certain kinds of carbs and you're, you're, you know, worried about this or worried about that. And I'm like, and I told her my biggest why and the why that drives everything now, literally everything I do is that I want to be a healthy grandma. <laughs> I want to be, and this is my one daughter who I'm certain is going to have children at least that's what she says. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to pick them up and, you know, put them over my head and run around and play. I don't want to be 
tired, uh, mm -hmm. sick. Um, I, I want to be strong and healthy and be a vibrant grandmother. So that is my why that drives everything that I do from a, from a physical standpoint, whether it's like I was saying during a break, my husband and I started a, um, a routine of stretching every night at eight o'clock because we feel that at 50, it's really, or in our fifties, it's really important to stay flexible. And uh, a lot of, and he's gone through some physical therapy with some injuries and stuff he's had. And they always say, you know, stretching is, is critical to, you know, keeping your joints healthy and yeah. all that. So do you have like one big why that drives yeah. most of what is it? Oh, hundred percent. I want to, um, I want to be active in my, as I, we get older, I want to, my husband and I love to hike. I mean, we are that we plan vacations around hiking trips. Um, and we want to do it. We, we want to be that old couple that's still out there hiking. Um, and I'm watching my dad. I is in his, he's, let me think, I have to think he's 81 going to be 82. And he, he moves all the time. He's a little stiff. So stretching would be very good for him, <laughs> but I want to be vibrant when I get older. Um, if I told my daughter who also is like, Oh, you guys are doing that again. You're not eating that. <laughs> really mom. Um, maybe not in that tone, but, <laughs> but that's um, what we hear in her head when we, hear Oh, them. that's so what we hear. <laughs> oh, you're not drinking now. Oh my gosh, mom. Um, I, um, if I told her it was because I wanted to have, you know, be, you know, strong for grandkids, <laughs> no, my kids are not, they don't want kids. They, they are the, they are, yeah, this is the end of the line right here. We, we did it, but, um, it is probably, I do you know, to tell them, you don't have to take care of me. I'm doing this yeah. for you. So you don't have to take care of me. They would be like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, that works. Yeah, stop eating. Yeah, take away that sourdough bread. We're good. Um, but I think my why is to be healthy and vibrant and being able to, you know, like still at, you know, in my 80s to pick up a canoe and put it in the water and, you know, and yeah, that's my why. Yeah. We we just paid our last college tuition. <clears throat> Do you hear choirs of angels singing? I do. We paid our last college tuition payment. And yeah. And like now we've got an opportunity to travel um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and invest, you know, that into our, into our time together, because side note, um, we got pregnant on our honeymoon. So we've only known kids and tuition payments for our entire married life. So this is like a whole new sense of freedom that we've never had before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's really important. I mean, that going way back to the beginning of our show, the difference between a goal and a resolution uh -huh. and is the why, like, why do you want that? But for the long term, why is that so important to you? So I would like going, you know, using my example of losing weight, I want to lose weight because, you know, the first thing is everyone wants to lose weight to feel good or look good or fit into the genes. But the really the long, deep why is to be healthy mm -hmm. or to vibrant or yeah. So the why totally. Yeah. And, and I think, but like the, the wanting to be vibrant and healthy is going to get you a lot far, get you a lot farther in succeeding mm -hmm. than I want to fit into this pair of jeans. 
because that's oh, a yeah. mind game. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to like, while we're here talking and we'll just give a plug for our show. Um, that's when I realized tooth and comedy of midlife totally. I think we just thought of a sub a topic that we must talk about. And that is um, like us being like the mindset of dieting or restrict diet restriction and all that, because we both have kids in our, their twenties. I have nieces totally against that. It's another, so it's a mindset that we have bought into. They have not. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very different for them. Yeah. 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 So that'd be a good show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's segue to yeah. another type of, um, uh, vision questing and that would be vision boarding mm. not waterboarding vision boarding so <laughs> i have I, yeah, um i i have done one singular vision board in my time in my uh in mm. my life only one um where i've actually you know done a a digital vision board and that was for um three things i've learned and uh i can say that it it really, I had it up on my bulletin board and not that I interviewed all the people that I, cause you can't interview Jesus, but, um, <laughs> that it just, it was a constant inspiration that I wanted to make it happen. And, um, and I did that. I had that vision board up long before I was even in contact with transformation talk radio. So there's a mm-hmm. lot to be said for manifesting with vision boards. Um, but I think you, what, how about you? Do you, is that something you do totally. on a regular? Totally. I, I totally buy in. I do that. And I do it a lot. I, I actually started doing it with my students. I worked in special ed for many, many years, high school level. And a lot of times um, the students, by the time they reached high school, they pretty much were being told what they could do or mm-hmm. could not do. So um, a lot of them had lost the desire or the hope to even, and this is so sad, but this is our educational system, could, another subject, um, could, to have that desire to dream. Mm -hmm. I want to, whatever, whatever their dream was, they lost it because they had been told for years they couldn't do it. So they were unable to actually dream or to plan or to think of what they wanted. So I would bring in all the magazines. This is when people would have magazines and we would sit down on the floor and spend literally a week cutting out, making posters of things they liked, things that spoke to them. And through that would be their dream. And and it was it. I mean, it just kind of happened and then other teachers took it on. So it was really, it was one of my success stories. But from that, that's how I started doing my, my own healing process. And, and like when, what kind of success rate did you have, especially with the students? I would love to hear like, well, I didn't graph it. Sorry. But I mean, <laughs> it would be like, like a lot of it again, isn't an actual um, occupation, but it's how they wanted to feel. So they wanted to live independently or they wanted to have a family, which would speak of being, you know, being part of a community or being loved, or they would want to feel, um, and this is my huge thing. If I, when I die, it's going to be on my tombstone, being of service. Everyone is here to be of service. Mm -hmm. And, and for a lot of these students, they were told that they had nothing to give. Yeah, the whole purpose of us being here, living, is to be of service. So it's trying to find that 
in them of how can they be of service and reach the, or to fulfill or live their emotion or that security that they were looking for. And so, yeah, it, I don't know the exact success rate, but it changed their entire outlook and their goals and it helped them through their high school years to go on beyond just to have nothing mm-hmm. or to feel yeah. nothing. I think it's, I, I'm, I, I think that's an amazing story. What about your own uh, work with vision boards? Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I didn't do one this year. Um, I don't do it like for the year. I know that's a big thing. A lot of books have that. I actually have two of planners that in the front, it's a vision board. I do it more for how I want, like if I'm redoing my office, how do I want my office to look? Mm. And I'll go on and pull from, and now it's digital. It's not really, um, although there is something really to be said about cutting out and pasting, <laughs> I don't know. but um, so yeah, I, I still do vision boards. Even for trips, if Dan and I are like, I don't know, where do we want to hike next? I mean, obviously our vision boards have mountains, but it's, you know, like what we want and where we go. I, because um, we've, I'm going to kind of drift off for a hot second onto something else that we have done to not together, but we have both done, which is um, Daniela Port's um, desire map mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and core desired feelings. And uh I guess that is one sort of ritual that I, I do every year because I'm, I'm redoing it again to come up with, like, <clears throat> you said, like your one word is surrender like that. Again, that's will always be my, what I call my sacred word, but I'm working on what, what are the core desired feelings I want going into this year? And I do revisit that every single year because it does change. It changes as we age, it changes as you know, new, as, as we grieve, it changes as we tackle new projects. Um, and the, the, and I also like to come up with three words for my business. And I don't think those are going to change, but those three words have always been serve, inspire, and educate, um, which is, you know, what you do and what you were doing with your students all those years mm-hmm. back. Yeah, totally. And that, and that's kind of, I mean, I've, I have set, so I think, and we're talking about intentions to set an intention of how we want to feel or what we want. I mean, to set that goal of what I do that throughout my life. Like even like before I, like even getting ready this afternoon, it's like, what did I want? Like how, what feeling did I want? And so it's how I pull out my clothes. Yes, I do try to put an effort in, just say, (laughs) may not, but and so I think that, I mean, I, it's, I think uh, I'm now at the, the stage in my life where I am more of a feeling than like the outcome of a feeling mm-hmm. than an actual goal of fitting into my genes of high school. Yeah. And I think, and I, I really, with all of my heart, believe that a lot of that comes with age. Yeah. I, yeah. Like it's just to sort of sink into that, into, um, you know, just wanting to wake up with, you know, joy and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and peace and, and surrender. Um, because we're just sort of like, um, on the other side of, you know, the, of all the different stages. And I feel like now I'm embracing the wisdom 
part of, of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of wisdom to go. <laughs> so <clears throat> one other thing that we really wanted to talk about is I came across, so I'm a huge Marie Forleo fan. We keep dropping a lot of names today. Um, <laughs> I cannot, I, I, I don't know what you, I guess she's a coach. She's, she coaches yeah. business things. She's writing so. coach. Um, she's got a great YouTube channel called Marie TV. Uh, super, super motivated, funny. I mean, Energetic. She, yes. If, if you want a good laugh, like her, her videos are so funny and so well produced. Um, <clears throat> but she put a thing in, in one of her newsletters and she asked three questions. So I'm going to ask you these three questions. I'll answer them too. So you were re reviewing what's worked and what's failed. So what's one thing you did that you're proud of? Just one thing? Just one thing. Um, hike the, um, uh, the tour of Mont Blanc. That was too, that, what, what about last year? I know it's, um, Oh, last year. I, you didn't say last year. We survived a pandemic. Last year. <laughs> I did not kill my husband. No. Um, we were shut in this house for how long? And I survived. No, last year. Oh, geez. Last year. I, um, I successfully helped run a, Oh my gosh, probably the, um, the fair. Probably yeah, the I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yeah, for last year. Yeah, the, the running the fair booth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. If you're not familiar with the Freiburg Fair, it is a large, large mm. fair. Yeah. Google Lots it. of people descend on a small town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. One thing I'm proud of is getting you to do this podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that took a lot of effort. I'm telling you, she, she blew me down. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but you're having fun, aren't you? I'm having fun. It's good. Yeah. It's putting myself out there, which is totally not my thing. But yeah, I like it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah the fair, sure. like it too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's one mistake you made and the lesson you learned? Now, is this from my, my thing that I'm proud of? Well, no, it can be a completely different thing. Oh, a mistake. Like one I mistake made. you made and the lesson you're, and we don't have to, you know what? Here's the thing. Let's be real people. 2020, 2021 was just one long year. Yeah. And now we're like, it's 2022. Like, when did that happen? <clears throat> haven't we just haven't? What? Yeah. It's a time warp. It is. I don't know about everybody else. I feel like I've been in this crazy, weird time warp anyway. So it doesn't have to be last year. I'll okay. You, well, you go farther. Now back. I changed my total answer. No. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So something that I, okay. What was it again that I made a mistake? What, what's on? one mistake you made and the lesson you learned? What? I knew these two. I even have the questions written down. I have nothing thought here. A mistake I made and how, I don't know. What's yours real quick. And let me think. Oh, well, no, I got to think. That'll be dead air. Oh, come on. Um, dead air. <laughs> What's okay, one mistake I have a lot I made? of mistakes. Oh, I know. I, well, I don't know if you'd call it a mistake. Um, I should have been more vocal um, with regards to my mother's care. 
um, I should have, I should, I should not have trusted this system to work. Um, and I don't mean that in a, like, I'm not that I'm a, I believe that people, you know, the experts know how to do their jobs and I don't pretend that, you know, that's why I, I trust the experts. Uh, I think that was a mistake in, in that aspect. Um, and I feel like I didn't advocate for her enough as loud as I could be, um, during a pandemic, uh, and so the lesson that I've learned from that is that is not to be afraid to be the squeaky wheel. And, mm-hmm. you know, not because I think, you know, I was growing up, I was taught, you know, you, nice girls don't complain, <laughs> you know, don't be a complainer, don't be a whiner. Um, and so I would always acquiesce to the experts and, um, I, and over the, the course of her illness too, I've fought with a lot of doctors mm-hmm. um, just to say, no, I, I disagree with that, or we need to do this test, or um, nobody's listening, you know, nobody's paying attention. Uh, and, it's, and it's hard to advocate for somebody when you can't be in the same room with them. Um, and they can't advocate for themselves because they have dementia. So um, yeah, I, it's okay to, to, to complain or to ruffle feathers, um, especially when it regarding somebody that you love. Hmm. Well, I just wrote down, I was writing while you were talking. Uh, that'd be a great show for us to do. Also, we need to do the Dr. Pat show more because I have <laughs> three, three show topics in this last 40 minutes. I hope um, you're writing them down. Are you writing them down? Yeah, advocate, okay. yeah, advocating for your aging parents. I could write a book, at, you know, from what I've been through the last two years. I think for me, the biggest probably, and again, it's going back to who I am and why I don't feel worthy. And that's all based around size, probably getting into the, uh, the, uh, my daughter and I get into a baking again to survive 2020, 2021, we were doing the pastries, like who could make the best croissant and, uh, how come you never told me about this? I don't know. I just, we do it. We just bake. We bake a lot. Like we, and she made donuts. Ah, we'd be in bed at like 2 a.m. And we would be smelling like, I'm like, and I lived when I was in college, I lived under, I'm over, over a donut shop. So, you know, at two in the morning, I'd be smelling donuts. So I'd wake up and I'm like, and I have to think like, wait a minute, where am I? <laughs> am I like, I hope I don't have to go through my twenties again, <laughs> darn it. But no, she'd be baking at 2 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Yeah. Five yes. Minutes. Yes. What's one limiting story you're ready to let go of before the new year, but like now what's one limiting right. story you're ready to let go of this year? That a limiting story is that I am, and this is one that's been happening since I was probably 10, that I am worthy regardless of my size. I love that one. This one, mine hit me like a ton of bricks the other night. Okay. It was actually New Year's Eve, come to think of it. And um, I I was like, what are we going to do for New Year's? We didn't know. uh, It was my my one, my youngest daughter was here. Originally, we were, it was just going to be the two of us. And so I had already planned this. And she was like, yeah, I'm on board. I was like, we're going to have a big Middle Eastern feast. Oh, yeah. And so I made tzatziki and I made falafel and I made kafka, like lamb meatballs. And I made a chick, like a Moroccan chicken tangine 
and I made homemade naan. Like it was a feast. Like I started cooking at nine o'clock in the morning so that we could have the afternoon to go shop. And we sit down to eat and we're all eating and it's delicious. And nobody said anything to me <laughs> about, whoa, this is so good. Or mm, I love nothing. They were just, they, we were having a, they were having a conversation and nobody commented on my delicious meal. And I was mad. <laughs> and I had to spend some time thinking about that. And it's because my limiting belief is that if I'm not being praised for it, it's not good. Like, because my dad was not a prey, my dad was like really short on, on handing out the praise. And so I need somebody to tell me it was good to believe it was good. And so I need to start letting go of the belief that mm -hmm. somebody has to tell me that it's good for it to actually be good. And for you to feel worthy, for you to feel good, worthy is my thing. Right. That's probably not yours, but yours is to feel successful. Yes. Just know it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was fun. This was fun. So, yeah. so we know that resolutions can be foolish or not. It depends on your why. Yeah. Yeah. And if you enjoyed our chat today, you can find Leon and I every second and fourth Thursday on Transformation Talk Radio at one o'clock Pacific for Eastern. And the name of the show is, and that's when I realized the truth and comedy of midlife. And we tackle all of those topics that, that come our way when we're in our mid fifties and, and, and on, and we had a great show today. Leon's got a lot more topics <laughs> for our next episodes, <laughs> so, but yeah. this has been great. Thank you for letting us take this time with you in Dr. Pat's place. It's been a great show and we'll see you next time.